and your mind is thinking about stuff. Let's think about that, shall we? With another Midnight Thought. Hey, it's Meher. Welcome back to This Is Part 2. This is Part 2 of our very, very special, what is it called, a flu shot special edition episode thing? It's a two-parter. I don't know. Call it what you will. Two full moons in a row, one month apart. Here's what it is. Um, on my last episode, on my last episode, I was grumpy, I was cranky, I was absolutely miserable, and that's because I got my flu shot, and guess what I did not get? I did not get sick, and that once again reinforces my point that I tried to make in the last episode, is that you don't get sick from getting your flu shot. Feeling like shit after getting your flu shot is an absolutely normal body reaction, okay? If you feel like crap, absolutely, that's normal. For me, I get my flu shot every year, and I I think I mentioned this. Getting my flu shot every single year is is what contributes to a faster recovery for for not feeling like crap after your flu shots. Um, My arm hurt for like two or three days, and that's because obviously you're putting something straight into the muscle. Your muscle gets sore. But after after sleeping the whole day, I felt great. I felt great, and I didn't get sick. So whether or not you believe in the flu shot, whether or not you believe in COVID being a hoax, I don't really care what you believe in. That is my opinion about vaccinations. I totally stand by the flu shot. I, sto- I totally stand by it, and I totally encourage everyone to get it, if not for yourself, but for everyone else who around you uh, maybe could benefit from the herd immunity. What was I saying? Oh, right. Let's, uh, on this episode, this episode is part two because on this episode, we're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, my opinions on the flu shot versus the COVID-19 vaccine are, are a little bit different. And opinions across the country definitely, definitely vary. Um, in my last episode, I briefly made a comment um, that I was browsing the internet and I came across an article on Global News asking opinions about whether or not I would be getting a flu shot. And again, I, I, norm- I normally don't respond to these things because who, I don't know, I don't really like giving out my contact info, right? I don't, I don't want to sign up for these articles and whatever. But I submitted my opinion on here and, uh, and, the, and the journalist got back to me. The journalist got back to me and uh, we had a bit of a discussion back and forth and um, after a couple phone calls, the, it turns out they were doing uh, an article for a, a special program called The New Reality. Um, and it, it was a special edition about the, the COVID-19 vaccine coming out in Canada and, and kind of like cross-country thoughts. And I was part of a, a really awesome panelist of Canadians all across the country um, sharing our opinions as to whether or not we'd get that. And to kind of get in the mood of that, here's Carolyn Jarvis. If you will receive the vaccine once it is ready and approved for use in Canada, raise your hand. And if you're going to wait, and if you are a hard no, raise your hand. So out of those three options, where do you sit right now? Where do you sit? I don't really care if you are, I don't really care where you sit on that, on that idea. Personally, I'm in the middle. I'm going to wait. It's not a hard no. It's not a, it's not an immediate yes. It's a, I'm going to wait. And the reason why I'm going to wait is I believe in the test of time. I believe there's not, not enough medical research and 
there, there's no substitute for the for time. No amount of fast tracking the medical research through the approval process and clinical and clinical studies. No amount of fast tracking that is going to get through the the need for for just seeing the long term effects of a vaccine over two to three to five years. Um, and I'm not saying that a COVID vaccine is going to have detrimental effects, but it's certainly one of those things where we just don't know because it was developed so fast. Um, and that's why I'm going to wait. Now, that clip that you heard, that was from the special broadcast event uh, that they had um, on TV. And I think it's online as well. Uh, if you go to hatesmahair.com, I'm going to post links to, to this article where you can see every, like you can see the entire article that they put together. It's a really, really good piece. Um, and I was actually... I'm very glad to be part of that panelist. Thank you very much for having me uh, on there. Um, even more important, uh, I reached out to Carolyn after the after the episode aired, and I asked if I can share a little bit more of the interview that we had because from the clip, from the clip itself, they didn't necessarily share too much of my audio. Um, uh, I'm not gonna. It's not like I'm trying to hog this spotlight. But, you know, they're putting together a program and he didn't get the entire interview. So here's just a small clip of it. This one. Talking about getting a vaccine out in 2021, that is unparalleled um, in anything that's happened before in vaccine history. So we just don't have a good track record on the risk of the vaccine. The sheer speed of this race, developing a vaccine in roughly a year when it usually takes five to ten, is also proving to be its greatest handicap. What people want is more time. I'm not going to get it until I'm satisfied, and I think I'll be satisfied in about two years. There. Are- Did you hear that? Did you hear me at the end of that clip? Okay, side note. I'm totally going to call out the video editor for not lowering the audio of the B-roll when they were putting together those clips. You could totally hear the background noise, and then, yeah. Back to what we were saying. Um, that little audio clip, it said, I'll, I'll, I'd be sat. Well, I don't even know what I said. I'm not going to get it till I'm satisfied. I'll be satisfied in maybe about two years. Um, not to say that they pieced that incorrectly, but that's not the full question, nor is it the full answer. So with the permission of Global News, I am going to share with you a super exclusive, full extended interview clip on that. So the question, one of the many questions that they asked me was um, whether or not my age uh, affects whether or not I will also be getting the vaccine. And the reason why I she asked that is, if you haven't seen the panelists, uh, if you haven't seen the program, the panelists consisted of um, a couple middle-aged uh, Canadians, a couple elderly Canadians, and you know some younger Canadians, some with young children, some with no children, some who still probably are children, including myself. Um, with With that, some of the other participants in, in the survey uh, definitely were for for the yes. I'm getting it right away because of their age or their risk factors for their medical you know history that just kind of put them in the I'm going to get it for the sake of doing everything I can to protect myself. And when it came down to asking to asking me, she asked me the question as to whether or not my uh, my age indi- will whoa, wait, pause. Oh man. She asked me whether or not my age influences whether or not I would be getting the vaccine. So as a super, super exclusive, here is the full extended answer. I don't think it necessarily influences my decision making. I think whether or not I'm going to get the vaccine will determine whether I'm satisfied with the results that I see in terms of medical science, medical research being released, and whether I see that it's effective in the major uh, population. I don't think that my age group has anything to do with it. 
I think that as a younger, healthy individual, um, I, I think it's important to maintain your own personal health, you know, the way that you, you think that you should in consultation with like your doctor. So for me, I'm going to get the flu shot every single year whenever it's available because increasing the history of your exposure to the different types of flu variations out there, that's going to increase the efficacy of the flu shot. So it's, it's less about the age group for me and more about the evidence that I see out there and more about like what kind of data I have to make my own decision on. I think my position is going to be that I'm not going to get it until I'm satisfied. And I think I'll be satisfied in about two years. Um, that being said, that's for a standalone vaccine. I won't object to the idea of um, variations of the coronavirus vaccine being included with um, the annual flu shot. If you look at um, if you look at the different types of vaccinations available I mean, here in the province of Alberta, when I was born, I was vaccinated with oral polio vaccination, and that's no longer used in the province. It's it's kind of been uh, reworked into a, a different type of vaccination that now includes more than one type of um, ailment that you're kind of protecting against. So if I see that. Uh, you know, in the future, the coronavirus vaccination will be kind of worked in with perhaps the flu shot. And it's kind of like an enhanced version of the flu shot. I wouldn't be opposed to getting it sooner there if, if the evidence suggests that it's safer to do it that way, as opposed to a standalone vaccination. And that is how you respond to an interview question. Um, so yeah, that, that is, that is my answer on that. Um, I, again, I just, I don't think that there's enough time to to really prove that there's no negative side effects and so i i really just want to give it the test of time um i i, I hope that if i am part of that younger healthier demographic I, I hope that i i can continue to take all the safe precautions that i'm doing to to not you know not get it not get covid um but i'm, I'm definitely not in a rush to get the vaccine and it, it really just it makes you think about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it makes you think about just how fast it's being produced, how, how much it's costing, how much it's going to cost taxpayers, how much it's going to be covered by the government. Um, obviously, in Canada, the COVID vaccine will be offered hopefully free of charge to, to all people with healthcare um, cards and different promises. Um, but it really just it makes you wonder about a lot of stuff. And just how much the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted um, businesses and people's finances. Like, it's just, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. Break time. Thinking about money. This thought brought to you by QuickBooks for the self-employed. Start your 30-day trial for free at sponsoredthought.com. So you can quit thinking about managing your money. Now. Back to whatever we were thinking about. Right. We were thinking about the world and 2020 and going forward. And um, yeah. So also, you know, I was thinking about this, even though I, I, I'm maybe not going to go right ahead and get the, the COVID-19 vaccine. One of the reasons why I'm not all for it completely in terms of jumping up on it is you know, I don't also believe that a single shot will be effective as a as a delivery method. Um, when you look at a lot of different vaccines, like even getting your first couple of vaccines as a baby, you need one plus a booster a few months later to make sure that you're immune to it. If you're if you're getting immunized for like tuberculosis or something, there's always like a a, a shot and then a follow up. Same thing with like if you're getting the Twinrix vaccine for for hepatitis, there's a shot and there's a follow up because you got to build immunity a few months apart. So. 
I don't believe that a single vaccine will be effective in terms of a mass delivery. And in my answer back there, um, I, I mentioned something about like an enhanced flu shot. And here's my idea. I'm not opposed to the COVID-19 vaccine or variations of the COVID virus being included into the annual flu shot vaccine. I've shared this thought maybe once or twice before. I don't know whether or not I've been very vocal about it, but my idea is if people are more inclined to be getting their annual flu shots, and this year there's been record numbers of flu shots being taken, and there's been record number of cases reported of flu shot. In fact, zero lab-confirmed cases of influenza this year so far in the province. Um, let's not talk about COVID cases, but zero influenza. And and it, it makes me wonder that if the COVID virus could be implemented into a flu shot as uh, you know, a flu shot plus COVID, an enhanced version, um, that, that would be really, really effective in terms of not only getting it across Canadians, uh, across the country, but building up gradual and continued immunity over the years. When I think about the last pandemic 100 years ago, like the last plague, those things lasted two years, three years, and we're barely over our first and people are already sick of it. I think that, sure, a mass delivery of a flu shot, you go right ahead and do it. Uh, sorry, mass delivery of a COVID vaccine, go ahead, right ahead and do it. I'm more interested in seeing a long-term ap- approach being developed so um, the flu shot and COVID vaccine could be accessible to, to more people and, and maybe implemented that way. So continue development. That's just a thought. That is just a thought of mine. You're, you can share your thoughts on that, obviously. You know, what was I going to say? You know... One of the things that I just don't get are are how people don't take things seriously. And I don't know if I... I haven't gotten over it. In my last episode, we, we spent 30 days since the last episode, and it's just gotten worse. COVID cases have risen. People just don't get the idea of social distancing or isolating or or minimizing contact. People just don't get it. And... People think that a vaccine coming out is going to be a, a magical one-shot cure. And it's, it's not going to work. It's just, it's not going to work. I haven't given up on the year. But I have given up on the year. My, I, I, I've said this before. I've given up on this year in terms of just getting it done with. I, I'm not doing anything new. I'm letting it ride out. I'm, I'm letting the new year come. Move in in the new year trying to do it at least safely. And I just, I don't know how the world is going to handle it. I, I got nothing more. That's enough of this thought for now. If you think you want to think about this thought some more, visit heyitsmaher.com for everything else this kid gets up to. Oh.